I'm Jason Ariola. And I'm Dominic Chavis, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. episode and that will entice you to go over to our patreon page at patreon.com slash games and junk what we're covering this or these two next episodes is baton kaidos eternal wings and the lost ocean this was a gamecube rpg that came out eh, you know during the gamecube's lifespan i should have looked up when this came out doesn't matter now <laughs> uh and the composer was matori sakuraba who is famous for his uh kind of star ocean and the Tales of series soundtrack. He even has some like prog rock albums he puts out by himself that aren't game related. And he's also done the Dark Souls soundtracks, which are a complete divergence from what he kind of <laughs> normally does. Which yeah, oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. So yeah, Dominic, you had pointed out to me we hadn't done anything with like regular instruments for quite a while. So I was like, yeah, let's dip back into that. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I was like, you know, we keep going back to chiptune and, uh, you know, the uh, simulated stuff on the Super Nintendo or whatever. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we need to actually do some real instruments. And I was like, yeah, let's do something more recent. And then I remembered, oh, Baton Kaidos. That is not a recent game. That is, you know, two generations of consoles back now at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, time is flying by. <laughs> yeah, it's weird when you think of the GameCube as a completely retro console at this point. Yeah, really. Yeah. When you can go pick up a GameCube for like $30 at a used game store or whatever, it's like, yeah, that's okay. Jeez, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it hasn't even looped back around where they're starting to get expensive because people are starting to get back into them. I, you know, give it like five, ten more years and people will be like, oh, the GameCube was the best ever. And then prices mm-hmm. will start skyrocketing. And then I can uh, sell my copy of uh, Fire Emblem there for, you know, a good thousand dollars or so. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm sure you didn't really have any familiarity with Baton Kaidos because pretty much nobody I know has ever played Baton Kaidos. I've never even finished this one. Did you have like much familiarity with uh, Matoy Sakuraba's works before this? Uh, no, not at all. Because you said you played the Tales, or some of the Tales oh, of yeah, games, well, right? Yeah, well, Tales of Symphonia. Without knowing it, you've been exposed to Matoy Sakuraba before, but yeah. <laughs> I think Baton Kaidos was enough of a unique sound to it, whereas Tales, like the Tales of series, they kind of... They do sound like Sakuraba's kind of prog rock style a little bit, but they do also have a little bit more of that JRPG lean to it. So you can be kind of forgiven for just passively listening to the soundtrack while you're playing it and not really getting like, oh, holy shit, what is this thing? And being interested in looking into it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So hmm. that's kind of what did it for Baton Kaidos for me was when I popped in the CD. Um, it was like a demo CD I got with the uh, with the game, and I had bought that in a uh, show new how long ago this was, a bargain bin at Toys R Us. <laughs> I popped in the CD in my car when I was uh, you know, driving away from Toys R Us. I was like, oh, this is this is cool. I can't wait to play this. 
Well, how is the game? Is it a good game? Um, I like it. It's a weird battle system where it's like a card battle sort of thing, but it's like your the cards are um, your weapons and your equipment. So hmm. they sort of act as you know, what you can do damage-wise, but it, certain cards are also disposable items, and they they can age to a certain point, too, so some things will mature and turn into other things after a while. It's a really weird, mm-hmm. complex system. Graphically, it is gorgeous to look at. The music sounds wonderful, except the voice acting's... The voice acting is about standard fare for this era, except it sounds like it was recorded through uh, two people talking through tin cans with a string attached. Um, <laughs> except one of that conversation was going into another tin can with another string attached to it on the other end. So you're sort of getting like a secondhand tin can conversation, basically, with it. It is oddly terrible sounding. Huh. Well, that sucks. <laughs> the in-fiction sort of defense for it is that you... You, as the person playing the game, sort of exist in the world as a spirit watching over the main character, so there's sort of a bit of a disconnect from the audio, basically. That's supposed to be what it is, but all it really comes across is, is just shitty audio. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's wow. Yeah. It's a it's a choice they took out in the uh, prequel that came out a couple of years later, uh, Bat and Kaido's Origins, because, yeah, it, um, I don't think anybody was really happy with that choice. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. And the only thing I could think of was just, you know, it was a compression thing that they did to save room and, you know, rather than compress the soundtrack, they chose to compress the voices. So whatever. Hmm. <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, so we're going to kind of kick back to the first episode I did, did by myself. Um, and we're going to cover Prologue Peak and Nadir's Whale. And following that to the end of the journey of Glittering Stars, which is a mouthful of a title. <laughs> <laughs> so uh before we continue to uh, bloviate take a shot any further let's go ahead <laughs> yeah i know early on in the show man just get them hammered right now this way they stick around yeah. for the for the good the whole haul of this thing <laughs> all right let's go ahead and listen to those three tech yeah technically three tracks but yeah like i mentioned in the first episode that prologue peak and nadir's whale kind of just blend together so well that they just are the same track in my mind so we'll listen to those tracks and come right back
So first up was Prologue Peak at Nadir's Whale. I think I'm saying that right. I wasn't sure if it's Nadir or... I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but I, I'm just going to go with Nadir's Whale and we'll just rock with that. So it's full of big sounds and music that swells. The bass drum ties in so well and really lends to that flavor of bombast that is so strong in the rest of the soundtrack. You know I'm a sucker for a good string section and all, so it's not really a wonder that I'm into this... Well, I'll just, I'm just going to say one track, basically, because like I said, I just conflate them as one. <laughs> Even the little bit of the choral pieces that are thrown in are really expertly placed, supplementing the sounds that are there without really standing out too, too much. Really popping in this demo CD when I first got this game from the Toys R Us bargain bin is what got me into video game music. I guess like the second go around, I was sort of into it when I was a kid. I wore the shit out of uh, the Final Fantasy III Kafka's Domain CD and the Secret of Mana soundtrack when I was younger. But that was really those were really the only soundtracks I had. And getting this CD kind of like reined me back into video game music as a thing I just listened to. But yeah. When I was listening to this, even the shitty sound system I had in my Geo Prism at the time, it got me hooked and wanted me to like <laughs> listen to the rest of the soundtrack, man. I was like oh, scouring man. eBay to find the whole soundtrack, I think, the same day. Uh, Prism, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's a rebatch Corolla and got me to and where I needed uh, to go. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, 38 miles to the gallon with uh, the air conditioning going, I, it's going to be hard Can't to talk some that. shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Not bad, though. Those <laughs> Geo Prisms are actually pretty legit. <laughs> I've just, uh, yeah, it's been so long since anybody's ever mentioned one. Yeah, well, you know, they, they stopped making them quite a ways back. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, for, for, well, I think Geo is effectively gone as a brand. Like, they even mm. moved them on from Geo to just a, the Chevy Prism, basically. So, why are we talking <laughs> about this? <laughs> no clue. I'm okay. Just, for some reason, I find it funny. Uh <laughs> But, you know, I'm pretty surprised with the track. It has an excellent buildup, interesting peaks, and the choice of instrumentation couldn't have been better. It's really cool how uh, the intro starts off a little dark and menacing, then kicks in with a lighter sound. I'm totally digging it. I think that's just probably why I'm so hooked on this track. Throughout the track, it seems like the light and dark sections shuffle till the end, ultimately ending, ending with a great full epic outro that fades. The percussions do a great job boosting up the depth in most of the peaking sections. You know, I heard of the game like i've mentioned but never picked it up to play it and what a mistake i say that only because i find the soundtrack so damn interesting i apologize sakuraba <laughs> yeah this is uh this is one of those ones i think the soundtrack might be stronger than the game itself but the soundtrack is what pulled me into like even bothering to play these things mm -hmm. and you know i i like a good card game and this game sounds pretty interesting i don't know like i said i might actually pick it up to try it out yeah, I don't know how much it goes for these days. I, I know um, Origins, when it came out, it was $50 for, you know, all of ugh, three weeks, and then it dropped to 20 because nobody could, it just was oh, not moving. Shit. Like, I was the only person <laughs> in the world that bought it, I think. No, let me rephrase that. Me and one guy I talked into buying it, basically, when I was working at GameStop, so. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know what the what the going uh, rate is on those games anymore, but, yeah, it, they're, <laughs> they're, they're at least interesting to play um mm -hmm. the story's really really good like i ended up kind of reading the story of the of the first bat and kaidos because i just knew i wasn't going to get around to finishing it at some point and really really intrigued me to the point where one of these days i would like to go back and kind of circle around and play that game mm -hmm. well i have a gamecube i have everything i need to actually play it so i think i might actually buy the game <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should get one of those uh, hdmi out 
like adapters Ooh. for a GameCube because you know my TV I have now has has no analog uh, outs at all, so it's all just HDMI and digital shit. I'm like I can't even play my GameCube on this if I wanted to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a good investment. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could also just, um, you know, play it on an emulator and hook my laptop up to the TV yeah. and make it uh, out to, you know, use that Dolphin emulator, really pretty things up, but whatever. Yeah. Hey, you have that option. <laughs> yeah. If it's there, it's there. So, all right. Uh, next up is To the End of the Journey of Glittering Stars. Man, that is that is a tough read every time. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. it has a wonderful, quiet opening. There's very peaceful feeling harp that gives just a hint of what's coming in the rest of the track and about 30 seconds in the music starts to swell as more instruments are added in it goes from feeling rather peaceful to something far more not quite intense but a little bit mournful of a sound there's some really evocative sounds going on here with the signature sakuraba bombast even if it is a little bit restrained from what he normally does as dominic i'm sure you've uh, learned he normally doesn't restrain when he goes for that bombastic sound right (laughs) uh I do love how it mellows back down about two minutes and 30 seconds in and has the track fade back out with the harp, kind of bringing you back around to what it started with. I just thought that was a really nice touch to end this thing back out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's restricted, but very tame. I love how there's so much control within the track, and it's also very sincere and heartfelt. Probably sounds that way because of the beautiful string instruments. Then, to top it off, horns pop in to double up the strings, creating a vast plane full of sound, which was just incredible. Great instruments to bounce off of each other. There's a a wonderful story being told musically, almost magical, really. (laughs) Truly a phenomenal creation. Yeah, there's some really cool evocative things in this soundtrack and like I said if you just like look at screenshots of this game it is just gorgeous to look at the art design on it is just really colorful and it it's one of those things I wish they would bring these two games to modern consoles just give them like a nice HD remaster and somehow fix the audio uh, the dialogue from the first game and yeah, but whatever and I feel like and I'm not the only one I think it's really feel or you know feels like this but you know, the 360 and the PS3 generation, they suffered very heavily from a lot of things being brown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Baton Kaidos is just full of colors. I mean, the like, the first village you go into, it's, if I'm remembering right, it, they're, like, a lot of the stuff is, like, built on plants. So there's, like, these beautiful, gigantic, like, pink and multicolored flowers. There's a lot of green, mm. the sunlight poking through. I mean, it's just very, very pretty to look at. And... I love that kind of imagery verse, you know, it's a good looking game and all, especially considering how old it is at this point. But like, you know, Gears of War amazed me when I saw it graphically, but now looking back at it, like artistically, it's like, oh, this is so drab. There's like five colors in this game. Yeah, it did seem pretty dry. Yeah. (laughs) And then you look at Baton Kaidos and it is just full of colors. Like there is more colors in a square inch of a pixel, basically, or pixels than there is in Gears of War, like period. It's kind of astounding sometimes when I see that generational leap. And I think it was, of course, just technology. It was just easier to render, you know, dirt and rocks and stuff than it was make all these colorful, beautiful looking backgrounds and stuff. But whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, the, 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 imagery of music and the imagery of you know actual images in Baton Kaidos is pretty cool so hmm. more reason to pick it up exactly all right man uh, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next two tracks we're going to be listening to the true mirror and oh boy do you know how to pronounce that word 
uh, no. Okay, good. <laughs> that was that was that was incredible. Like you had me for a second. You're like, uh, and just that no, <laughs> De- very definitive no. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'll take a swing at it, and we'll say uh, vitriolic a stroke, vitriolic a stroke. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But we're gonna listen to those, and we'll be right back. <laughs>
this track is what made me look at who composed the soundtrack. It more or less made me interested in prog rock, and it's what made me a fan of Sakuraba's style. I mean, you've got a strong violin taking the forefront through so much of it. It's just a given I'm going to end up liking this one. The catchy percussion keeps this one moving along no matter how many times you hear it. I never really thought I'd dig an organ mixing in with something like this, but hearing this for the first time just made me ready to take whatever Sakuraba threw at me. The build-up at 2 minutes and 30 does some scaling up and brings back the violin just before the loop, and the first time I heard this, I probably looped this track a few times, so it did the job of making this thing nearly endlessly replayable. I didn't put this in our notes. This is the just the regular battle music, and even in Origins, the prequel, this track gets remade a couple of... Well, it gets remade, I think, once in Origins, and I think there's two different versions of this um, on the second disc. So we're going to be looping back around in a true mirror. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really liking this one. The percussions are full of energy, and I really like how they mix in with everything else. And I'm picking up some slight compression, which is great because that helps keep them under control so nothing else is overpowered. The frequencies the bass is pushing out work so well with the percussions, too. If you really listen, both the drums and bass have been adjusted so that they are pushing more of the lower frequencies, allowing every other instrument taking leads to fill the higher 2K to uh, 10K frequency regions, resulting in a full sound. That's awesome, and that's an awesome mixing technique. I don't know. All I can say is, man, this track has me ready for more. <laughs> it's catchy. And, you know, if you're playing this game, you're going to hear it a lot because it's just sort of the regular battle music. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> I think Sakuraba did a hell of a job. And, you know, even playing it, like, I still get a little bit of the voice cries that they do when they do their battle moves or whatever. I still get a little bit of that in there, in my head when I'm listening to this. It's just, <laughs> it's just so ingrained now that I almost can't do it. I'm just like, come on, Jason, can't you separate those things? Just let, enjoy the music. <laughs> but that's what happens sometimes. You know, you hear a track over and over and over again, and something that isn't there initially that is sort of played over it might latch on to your memory i even have that with a couple of video games that i played well and you know i would turn down the soundtrack because i get tired of listening to something else while i'm grinding so i listen to this, like you know other music and some other like music that i've listened to is ingrained in me and makes me think of game or a certain game when i'm listening to it even though that game and that track or that you know that song I'm listening to really when you think about it have nothing to do with one another <laughs> so yeah it's um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's a weird memory <laughs> thing i think that just happens occasionally yeah interesting all right let's move on to vitriolic a stroke i am not 100% sure i said that the exact same way i did just before we exited that last segment but whatever we're just going to run with it man cuz neither one of us knows how to pronounce it properly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, the guitar that kicks this off is just perfect. It rocks. This track is just so full-sounding without a wasted millisecond. Everything is really well-placed and just flows from one bit to the next so, so well. Great percussion throughout, and that guitar just does so much in this track to complement it. I sort of feel like the only way you could get me to be into this track anymore is if you threw in some violin doing a back-and-forth with the guitar like in Falcom Sound Team stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I don't know if it would actually mix very well, but, you know, like... I think it would. <laughs> I was going to say, but, you know, my uh, my interest in having, like, a guitar and violin kind of going back and forth and stuff like this, I'm like, yeah, I, I want that. Put that in here, and you just, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I just said this track, uh, the previous track, had me ready for more. Well, this is exactly what I wanted to hear. I'm loving the solos in this track and sort of neoclassical progressive leads. Certain sections remind me of a guitarist named Ingwe Malmsteen and a little bit of uh, Michael Romeo, too. This will definitely get your adrenaline pumping. And I just can't get enough of this. Another great track to add to this growing playlist of mine. I'm so <laughs> glad I came across this track. Oh, man. Like I said, there's just so much like cool stuff that um, I'm glad we're getting back into natural instruments because, you know, you throw in like the composers you just mentioned out there. I'm like, oh, good. I can, you know, this is this is something for you to shine on a little bit more <laughs> because <laughs> I'm listening to you. I'm like, I have no idea who those people are, but I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> Check them out. You'd, you'd like them. Oh, OK, cool. Like I said, you bring the, you know, the more in-depth knowledge and i just sort of bring the hey i like this stuff dominic listen to it (laughs) Uh, you know yeah i guess i'll agree with you (laughs) hey you know you don't have to agree with me quite so quickly but thanks man i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go ahead and let's move on to the next two tracks uh so you're gonna have to forgive me there's a couple i've seen a couple different translations for these and part of the reason is I think part of the reason is when I bought these soundtracks off eBay, you know, I plugged them into whatever media player I was using at the time, popped it in, let it auto-populate. So I have Dark Conviction. You go to a YouTube playlist, and it's Condemnation of Darkness. So that's the first track we're going to listen to in this segment, is one of those two titles. I don't know which one's the right one, so don't ask me. Anyway, and the second one is Glowing Cloud. So let's go ahead and listen to those two, and be right back.
All right, first up, Dark Conviction slash Condemnation of Darkness, whichever one it is. It's probably Condemnation of Darkness because, you know, that's been around longer now, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, you know, not just some random uh, rip I put onto my, uh, you know, on my music library, so God only knows. Anyway, um, when I say Sakuraba has a bombastic sound, this is what the hell I'm talking about. All of the sounds are just incredibly strong and powerful. The bells chiming, the string sections, the crescendoing sounds throughout, that bass drum just thumping away, and the small moments it pulls back just to smack you right in the face, take a shot. Again, <laughs> this, this is why I like Sakuraba's stuff. You could be doing the dishes listening to this and feel like it's some sort of epic task. <laughs> this is also one where I can see people not being into him, though. It's a bit much if you're not into this sort of stuff. It's a very powerful, nearly overwhelming track, but we're talking about it, so obviously I'm into it. I, I fit into that category of, I'm, I'm into this thing. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to this one as well. I'm, I'm actually getting a Soul Calibur feeling out of it. Oh. I'm loving it. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I've ever made yeah. that connection before. It's a good call. <laughs> it's super epic and full. And, you know, I really don't understand how some people can compose this type of music. You know, it's always interesting to hear music without the modern percussions you'd hear in, like, a rock band or something. In this genre, percussion simply emphasizing. I've tried to compose this, but I'm severely lacking the know-how. This one isn't quite as prog rocky feeling, but I think... But Sakuraba being into it has really affected that, and you can kind of see him like melding just kind of standard fair orchestral stuff with prog rock, and this is what I feel kind of is the baby of those two things. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Totally get that. He's definitely got a very distinct sound. I can almost hear something. I'm like, that's a Sakuraba soundtrack to you know for ninety percent of his work anymore because he's got a very set in his way sort of sound except when he does entirely weird shit like the dark soul soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, originality is what it is yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go ahead and move on to glowing cloud and all i can say is ah prog rock how you doing <laughs> i never really thought i'd be into an organ taking such a prominent role in a rock sounding track but well here we are the percussion throughout this one just absolutely nails it, pulling back when needed, but matching the intensity perfectly when the rest of the track is just in your face. I mean, I've said it a hundred times before, but I'm such a fan of violin and guitar trading off being the instrument in the forefront of tracks, but I think organ and guitar is a fairly close second. When the guitar kicks in around 52 seconds, it's pulled back a bit, and if I have one complaint with this thing, it's I want more of that and it to be a little bit more in your face. Other than that, another bombastic Sakuraba piece that's just as easy to love for some as it is for others to like kind of get turned away from. So, <laughs> like I said, this is the sort of stuff like I would play when I'd be working at GameStop and have some of the other guys listen to it and they would get very tired of it maybe occasionally and mm. I'm sitting there like, "No, we're not turning this off. Sorry. I'm 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 the manager. <laughs> I'm the boss." Yep. Tough <laughs> shit. This is what we're listening to, guys. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I find it, it I think it's an interesting track with with great rhythm. Uh, the organ solo that kicks in at 114 is just wicked, man. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I wasn't too sure about this track before it kicked in. I totally get the progression now, and it's a fun track to listen to. But, you know, it's not my favorite. Doesn't mean it's bad. I still like it, and I may listen to it again. It's just not my favorite out of uh, what we've heard so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's understandable. We are covering, what, I think 14 all total this episode, so... Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot here, and yeah, I'm not going to dissuade. You know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to try to be like, oh, no, no, you're wrong. I mean, you know, we, we have different tastes in music, and 
I, I like I said, I think we've come to a point where we have an understanding of each other's tastes, and for the most part, I think we like never really hate anything we talk about because if one of us hates something that we're talking about, I we we'll just cut it. You know, exactly. It's there's, pointless. Yeah, there's no cover. real sense in shitting on things. It's it's easy to shit on things. It's more interesting, I think, to talk about things you like, and it's more fun to do that too. So, mm-hmm. but. Anyway, I think that is everything there on Glowing Cloud. So let us go ahead and move on to our next section here. The next two tracks we're going to be listening to are Rumbling of the Earth and Soft Labyrinth. Man, I have a hard time saying that word sometimes. (laughs) But anyway, uh, those are the two tracks we'll be listening to, and we'll do that and come right back. Man, I don't know why I'm I'm flubbing these segues today. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, here's Rumbling of the Earth and Soft Labyrinth. Soft labyrinth. Oh, I'm going. Man. Ah, Come on. Come on, man. For, Get hey, me down. hey, 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 bite me. Anyway, <laughs> here they are. We'll be right back. <laughs>
first up was Rumbling of the Earth. I don't have a problem saying that one, thankfully, so (laughs) maybe I'll linger on this track a little bit longer than the next one, just so I don't have to mush mouth my way through it. Anyway, this one's a touch different. It's got that Sakuraba sound, but it's mixed with something a little bit more tribal. The vocals in it are a completely different flavor than anything we've heard so far, and I love how it adds that prog rock sound to the near tribal dance music. It's such a cool sound, and I like how they alternate on being in the forefront. It's nice to have some new flavor mixed in with an old favorite, and this does exactly that. So it's got that bounces between that tribal sound and then the prog rock, and they blend together, and then they kind of just alternate like which one is going to be the the main sound of the track. And that's kind of what made me decide to do this track. I think under normal circumstances, if it was one or the other, this one would have been a little bit more forgettable. I would have tossed it to the side and just not covered it. But these two things melded together, I think, make them a lot more interesting than they would have been on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really wasn't expecting this. Like you said, it a completely different flavor has been added to the mix. It's very tribal, yet it keeps a touch of that modern sound I like. Very, very interesting track. Going back and forth from that tribal sound to, uh, I guess, a minor progressive sound was just an interesting idea that, like I said, I never would have expected this. And I'm pretty damn surprised it all worked out so well. Never, ever would have expected to hear something like this. <laughs> just so it's just so different. Yeah. You know, just the mixture. It's it's incredible. That's like I said, I, I feel like Sakuraba gets not shit on, but sort of shit on sometimes for sounding way too similar in a lot of his stuff. Because if you like actually dig into the soundtracks, 75% of the things you listen to, yeah, they're going to be that sort of prog rock, bombastic sound. But then he does things like this, and you're like, oh, this is this is interesting. Like, this is not mm-hmm. what he normally... I want to say it's not normally what he sounds like, but it's something different than what he normally sounds like. It, it's kind of him flexing his uh, creative muscle a little bit more, I feel. Yeah, definitely showing some variety, which is great. Like I said, I I haven't heard too much of his work, so that track was completely new to me. (laughs) Yeah, even... I think the only other thing I could think that even sounds kind of remotely similar to this, and you might remember it um, from the last track we covered, Jesus Christ, and we'll be back to that first episode again, but the last track I covered on... or the last series of tracks I covered on the episode I did by myself was, like, the Panzer Dragoon Orta soundtrack. It's... There's like elements of tribal flavor mixed in with that soundtrack. There's God, I think it's even like the sixth track into that album is like literally just a tribal track, but it adds in other elements into it to keep it a little bit more interesting. Cause normally as like different as that sound is and kind of cool to listen to, it's not something I really would go out of my way to listen to outside of the game. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you. And I think what Sakuraba did with this was add in some stuff that it makes it listenable to outside of the game, which I appreciate because, like I said, I I listen to a lot of video game music and throwing in something there that gives it another hook for me to listen to it outside of the context of playing it in the game is something I'm always going to appreciate. So I'm glad he did what he did to kind of make this one a little bit more interesting to listen to. Yeah, like I said, there is something about this track that is... uh that makes it so interesting. And that's probably why I'm adding this one to my playlist as well. <laughs> I am just chalking these things up here for you, aren't I, man? <laughs> you are. And I appreciate it. All right, let's go ahead and move on to, oh, fuck. Jeez. Oh, okay, uh, Soft Labyrinth. There we go. I think I got it out that time. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. I can speak. I only do you know a bunch of podcasts. You'd think I'd 
be able to talk properly by now, but I guess not. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> this one, you want me to get hooked immediately. Have violin be the most prominent thing in an intense sounding track with some kick-ass backing percussions, and you have my attention through the rest of whatever you've got going on. And needless to say, with the string section throughout this being incredibly powerful, it completely hooked me. This is the sort of thing that can make the most mundane thing feel like you're doing something important. I wish, I wish there was a bit more to this track in the long run, but what's there is just so great. I don't want to complain about it. I close out the last episode with this one because I just love this track, and it's something I throw to people when someone wants underappreciated video game music. I figure if they dig this, it's a good foot in the door for the rest of the Bat and Kaido soundtrack. Yeah, it'll give you a good idea of what to expect out of the soundtrack, and the rhythm rides to the end so smoothly, I'm fucking loving it, man. But I'm right there with you. <laughs> Wish there was a little more in the way of leads, but I like what has been done with it. Unfortunately, I don't really have a lot to say about it, but it's a great listen, though. Yeah, this is one of my favorites in this whole album, and, you know, both discs, this is absolutely one of my favorites in, you know, the whole thing. And oh, wow. I still feel like I I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just a cool piece of music to listen to. It's I feel like I'm almost doing it a disservice, you know, like I said, it being one of my favorites. And I, I I just I sat there and listened to it and listened to it and listened to it and tried to come up with more to say and I really couldn't, but I think it's just such a cool piece of music to listen to. Occasionally I think you and I have bumped into that where we've listened to something and it's really great to listen to, but we don't have a whole lot to say about it and it's not like a technical thing it's just like the music almost speaks for itself it's just more like hey this is cool listen to it you know yeah it's almost you know the way i see it is adding too much in the way of words will uh really ruin the flow of it and this track speaks for itself it's just something you got to listen to and let your mind wander around for a while yeah and i would be very surprised like I, I can't think of too many people I've played this track for before, and they've been like, oh, that's okay. It's always been like, oh, this is really good. And I'm like, okay, well, this is sort of what the soundtrack is like. You've got to be a little bit more open-minded to the rest of it to be into it. But this is a good flavor for it, a good appetizer, if you want to know what hmm. the soundtrack is going to end up being like. So, like I said, this is... I, I can't tell you how many times I've thrown this track to people and been like, hey... If you wanted something to listen to, check this out. If you like this a lot, the rest of the Bat and Kaido soundtrack might be up your alley. If you think like, oh, this is cool, but I don't really want to listen to more of it, it definitely skip the rest of the Bat and Kaido soundtrack because I think this is the <laughs> most approachable of all of the tracks in this album where you can listen to it and be like, oh, this is just catchy. There's no, it leans too heavy on bombast or it leans too heavy on prog rock. You know what I mean? It's its, its own thing. And but it hints at these things just enough that you get a good sense of what Sakuraba is going to do for the rest of the soundtrack. Yeah, totally, man. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on from you know what is my favorite track, and also the thing I have the hardest time saying in this you know in this episode at least. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to Bellflower and Imperial Dynamics, and we'll go ahead and listen to those two and be right back.
Alright, first up there was Bellflower. And I threw this one in because I feel like we needed a little bit of a breather before we got onto the even more intense stuff. I really like the guitar sound, and I think it might be the first acoustic guitar thing we've covered. It's got enough of that flamenco feel to it that I feel like it's kind of right at home for you and me, you know, a couple of guys from New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, man. <laughs> you know, it it is some beautiful stuff. Uh, panning the rhythm guitar to the right worked wonders, and I'm really not used to hearing this stuff in video games. Honestly, I'm really not used to hearing three acoustic guitars dueling with each other. Normally, it's just a simple duo bouncing off of each other. The composition itself is phenomenal, and the f- I'm... I'm feeling right at home now <laughs> <laughs> just given a yeah just given a little taste of uh, of home uh from yeah. us to the listeners i suppose <laughs> even yeah. though it's more mariachi that we would be around but yeah you know you know latin flavored one sense or the other i suppose even though latin more refers to latin america i'm just gonna shut up jesus god anyway <laughs> i did this thing because i liked it how's that <laughs> you know i'm wondering if uh these guitars are yeah i'm wondering if they actually recorded musicians i I don't know if this is uh emulated or not it's so hard to tell but it really sounds humanized yeah this is all this is all actual instruments wow yeah that is awesome (laughs) yeah i uh, i was that was something i was wanting to make sure before i went and uh, said anything um because i i was looking up the moby games um thing for this game and i was looking up and it had the um like the actual musicians who worked on a bunch of the instruments or whatever you know so I was like, oh, wow, okay, wow. cool. There's nothing emulated. It's nice. I'm going to have to look that up. I want to see uh, who exactly recorded this. Well, who composed this? Yeah. Well, com- played it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> compose, we know who did this. But yeah. Um, know who composed it. Sakuraba <laughs> is actually really good at, um, like, he does, I think he's done his own, like, prog rock concerts, too, where he sits there and plays, like, guitar, and then we'll jump over to an organ or something, too. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, that uh... Cool. Yeah, he's, he's a wow. cool guy. <laughs> I got to look into this guy. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and we'll move on to Imperial Dynamics. All right, we had a breather, and we're basically coming back to Intense now. Now, uh, this is another track with incredibly powerful strings, and yes, we know how I feel about that. The percussion <laughs> is incredibly sparse, but is there just enough to complement the string section? Adding a little something to them that I think is what really gets me going in this one. There's so many different string instruments going on here, but they just work together so, so well. I don't know if I've said this before, but man, I love a good string section. (laughs) Something about them strings, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. I I know I say that every goddamn time a string section, like, kind of gets me going there, but uh, yeah, you know, I just, yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm a pretty big fan of a well-composed string section myself. (laughs) I've always found it intriguing how a good set of strings can produce such a soft, loving sound, yet they can also fill a room with intense, deep rhythms that just completely fill space. And really, it doesn't matter what type of percussions you mix in with the good string section. From tribal to a modern set to even a complementary set, it, it, if worked correctly, the results can be surprising and extremely satisfying. And that's exactly what I think we have here with this one. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, man, like this is a close, close second, at least on this disc, if not overall, to my favorite track on the soundtrack. Like, I, I really like this. That just that real intense, like violin sound when it starts, just that sort of thing. I, 
I love mm. the hell out of that. I don't know what it is. When something kicks off like that, it just, oh, man. It It is something <laughs> to grab me immediately. And it didn't need that, really, to get me hooked with what it was doing. But doing that just gave me that immediate, okay, you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know exactly where this one would place on my list, but it is one of my favorite tracks. Uh, definitely has to be the top five for sure in the top five i think the sakuraba stuff with the strings is some of my favorite stuff he does i love it when he throws in the organ i love it when he throws in the uh the the guitar even occasionally which is a little weird i mean that's not an instrument i'm normally a fan of but when sakuraba (laughs) throws it in i'm like i dig this but the string sections that he composes are just really really good yeah he definitely has that uh he has that skill nailed down he can work wonders with them strings. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next two tracks here. We have Icy Fog Flow and Feudal Guardian. So we'll listen to those two and be right back.
pull back a little bit again. Imperial Dynamics may have been just a little too much, and the last two are pretty <laughs> much in your face, too. So let's take one last breather before we wrap this thing up. I love how haunting this track is. It's got a great mix of natural sounds and a synthesizer that's almost cyberpunk feeling at times. It's not really that subtle, but it's a little easy to miss if you're not giving this track your attention. It's got just enough different sounds and is quite different from the rest of the soundtrack that I felt like it would almost be criminal not to include it, even if it's not like the most, I don't want to say, listenable things that we've covered today. I like it and it I don't want to say, maybe listenable is the wrong word for it. Maybe I'm thinking, like, it's not one of those things, like, you listen to when you're making a playlist, basically. It's not one of the things you immediately put on, but I think this one's different enough that it warrants being at least covered on our episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to start off by saying the title of this track matches the music perfectly. This song has my mind producing some pretty intense images of wintry fields out in some magically haunting place really allows your mind to wander around in places that aren't always there, if you know what I mean. It's a great track to listen to while daydreaming. And, you know, of course, I give it two thumbs up. And this is actually my favorite track. Oh, really? Okay. Not. Yeah. Wow. I, I really like this track. I don't oh. know what it is about it, but it's, you know, it just has me thinking. Hmm. It really puts me in a in a weird, cool place (laughs) really hard to explain but i really like it i think i I think i see what you're talking about the other thing too i was thinking is when i included this we had talked about doing like winter themes at some point for an episode Mm -hmm. or whatever and when i was listening to this i was like you know what i remember you like you're saying you like that sort of stuff so i was like you know what let's throw this one in because i was thinking you'd kind of dig it just because it does (laughs) sort of evoke that you know ice feeling to it almost Yep, and you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> uh, it's, al- it, it's almost like I'm. It's almost like I know you as a friend and a co-host. Who would have thought? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's almost like I try to pay attention to this shit. So, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Feudal Guardian. And oh man, the intense bass drum is just something I've come to love the more I've listened to the soundtrack for the show. This track leans really heavily on the lower scale of sounds, and it gives it this almost perilous feel to it. The vocals in it are so perfectly placed that while they're incredibly powerful, they blend in remarkably well. Sometimes I even forget that they're there. I really enjoy the feeling this one exudes. It's got a great feel, and I don't think I'd change a damn thing about this one. I really dig the hell out of this one, and it supplements um, Imperial Dynamics so, so well. Yeah, it really does. You know, I wouldn't change anything about this track either. This composition is fierce and just full of power. All of the classical instruments have been set where they belong. Again, what an excellent track to listen to. I'm speechless, really. So far, I'm I'm really into this OST, man. I'm liking this. Yeah, we had talked about that a little at work the other night, and I was kind of surprised you were liking this as much as, as you are, and at the same time, maybe I'm not. Like, maybe it was just like, a, oh, you know, like, I was thinking to be into it, but maybe not as into it as you are. How's that? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty surprised myself. I like I said I didn't think I'd really enjoy this type of uh I, this type of music that much, but I don't know, just the way everything's composed, I guess, you know, Sakuraba's a really good composer and he knows how to put things together. It you know, it doesn't really matter what you hand him. I think he can make anything work together. 
I agree. And this is sort of the reason why I wanted to make this your kind of first exposure to Sakuraba that you know that you was or <clears throat> that you were aware it was Sakuraba. I <laughs> for me this was my introduction to him and I feel like this soundtrack is a really it's a good entrance point to his music as outside of just being like the Tales of series, basically. Like, if you're not just listening for the JRPG soundtrack sort of thing and want to hear a little bit more of his range, I think this is a good thing for that. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I'm I'm hooked on this stuff. And I'm glad I know who this guy is because I'm going to do some digging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, don't you worry, man. There's plenty of digging. I... I don't know how many <laughs> albums of his I have on my uh, on my damn uh, you know iTunes library now, but it's it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that there's a a lot more than just this oh, out there. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's the Matt and Kaido's Origins soundtrack, which is a lot of this, and it's three discs instead of two. So there's even Ooh. more of this stuff we can Ooh. go through. <laughs> but, damn. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I I think we've. Add another person to the uh, definitely going to circle back around to uh, list now. Now that I know you're digging Sakuraba as much as you are. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, it's a must. <laughs> All right, good, good. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the last track we're going to cover today, and that is Flighty Spirits. So we will listen to that and be right back. That was Flighty Spirits, and let's wrap this thing up with some prog rock, baby. That's the way I feel. (laughs) After a great intro that builds up in this thing, the synthesizer kicks in and just steals the show. The percussion underneath tries its damnedest to get in the forefront of this thing, but the other stuff is just so in your face, it's hard to overcome it. About 40 seconds in, the synth takes a breather and lets some strings come up. But it only lasts for a little bit. That synth is just so fetching that it's almost weird when it goes away. 
The synth and the strings alternating is a nice touch and keeps things fresh throughout. I really like this one a lot. It's a real toss-up between this, Soft Labyrinth, and Imperial Dynamics as to my favorite, with True Mirror probably coming in a strong fourth. The percussion, like I mentioned, is just vying for attention and totally deserves it. I love how hard-hitting it is, all the while keeping the beat so well. Percussion, I just wanted you to know, I hear you, buddy. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took the words right out of my mouth. In fact, you didn't leave me with much to say, Jason. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> But that's all right, because you tend to explain things so much better than me anyway. Uh, have you been listening to this show? I don't think you listen back to this show sometimes. Uh, Ed, well, where to begin? You know what? I want to hear what our listeners think about this particular track. Hell, Jason mentioned our Patreon earlier in the show. Uh, become a patron, and with the right tier, you can join us. It'd be great to hear what some of you think about the OSTs we're going to be covering. Don't be surprised if they smack you in the face. <laughs> you know, Jason tends to dig up pure gold. Uh, he's hitting them gold veins every week. Well, thanks, man. You flatter the hell out of me with that. I I, I think it's just the <clears throat> breath of um, <laughs> video game soundtracks I have in my library. That might have something to do with it. <laughs> Whatever it is, you... You know, something's working out. Hey, whatever it is, I'm glad I'm doing it, man. So, oh, and thanks for actually saving me some of the plugs there. That, that saved me a lot of breath there. There you go. Because <laughs> I feel like sometimes I just talk too goddamn much on these things. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I do actually want to thank a couple people for uh, patronizing us. I know that's not the correct term, but I'm just going to go ahead and call it patronizing because I feel like sometimes that's what that's what you're doing, you know? <laughs> like my <laughs> wife says, uh, playing uh, fake radio show over the internet with your friends is what i'm doing basically so sometimes i feel like the people that are giving us money to continue to do these shows are patronizing me and i appreciate that even if it is uh you know uh <clears throat> maybe that's more of a derogatory way of saying it than it needs to be but in that with that i want to say thanks to gustav vanessa john and our newest patron alex messenger i really appreciate you guys supporting the show supporting the other shows we do here at games and junk it means the world to Dominic and I, to Vanessa and John, and we couldn't do this without you guys. And if you can't afford to support us on Patreon, you can always like, share, subscribe, all that. Pass us around. Let us know what you want to hear. Let people know, you know that the show exists. Like I said, the numbers are... I'm... I, I know I've said this a few times, and I hate sound like we're tooting our own horn. You know, our numbers aren't huge, but they're enough that I'm befuddled sometimes that this podcast took off the way it did. Yeah, really. I just, <laughs> out of everything I've done over the last, however many years it's been I've been doing podcasts, that this is the show that kind of just took off like a bat out of hell. I'm like, oh, cool, great. <laughs> I should have been doing this the whole time. I've always wanted to do a video game podcast, or video game music <laughs> podcast, and when I finally got around to doing it, it took off. Okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, who'd have thought, man? <laughs> well, excited about this. <laughs> well, I needed a solid co-host, and I think, you know, uh, all the years of doing podcasts, too, has helped me uh, get this thing uh, a little bit, um, basically prepared me for doing this sort of thing, because I wasn't that good of an editor when I started doing this, so this getting that <laughs> practice in probably helped a lot. It was probably the best thing we could do for the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said, I... You work magic with that tape, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little. I guess you want to say a little behind the scenes. Sometimes you guys have no idea how many <laughs> takes uh, we're doing just to make sure we get it just right, but without it sounding not, um, let's say, canned completely. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Again, if you back us on Patreon at the $5 tier, you'll get access to a catch-all podcast feed for all of the podcasts we do. You will get this show and all of our shows at a higher quality bit rate, which is I don't want to say imperative, but almost imperative to this show because that's going to make the music we're listening to sound better for you. And with the $5, you also get the shout-out that we just did. I believe it's the $15 tier. You can request an episode, and with those, you can also you know give me some notes that you want to say or whatever. And ugh, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but I'm pretty sure it's the $30 tier. You do that, you can be on a show with us, request the episode, and we will hash it out and work it out with you. You know, unless you come in here and want to talk about, I, I, I don't know, like a terrible, like Atari attempt at a soundtrack, you know, then I think, yeah. The, if there's not you know much what? to say. That <laughs> Even then, we wouldn't mind covering it. <laughs> we'll work I something out. Say. How's that? We'll, we'll work, work something, something out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the we'll Atari's not really... Jason down. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, the Atari's not really capable of music. It's more uh, bloops, literal bloops and bleeps that they sort of make into something that resembles music at times, you know? <laughs> you got a good point there. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I kind of say the 8-bit and the early arcade era is about where our cutoff is, just because that's when yeah. video game music sort of was enough that you could actually talk about it outside of like, hey, this literally bloops and bleeps like this, and that's the end of the discussion, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we will be back next week for our patrons, and next week we are going to be covering a couple of, well, more than a couple, but a few tracks that might sound eerily similar to other things uh, out there in the world. Uh, some might be riffing off of other video game music. Some might be ripping off of other songs. One in particular that surprised the hell out of me is, let's just say a track that goes with everything, and if you're a, yeah... Uh, there's enough of a meme thing about there that uh, this this track goes with everything that you probably know what I'm talking about, and then you're gonna hear this what it's based off of, and you're like, uh, oh, that's uncomfortable. Okay, well, who boy, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that's a little hint for what we're doing next episode. And the if you're not packing us on Patreon, the next episode we're gonna be doing is in two weeks, and that will be part two of Baton Kaidos. So again, from you know, from both of us, I really appreciate that you guys are listening to us, and you know, even if you never get in touch with us or whatever, just continue to listen and really, I think that's all we really ask. I mean, like I said, if you really want to you want to help us out, just chip in a few bucks, that'd be great. But, ultimately, you know, this is this is for the listeners, and I, I'm just eternally grateful that we have as many listeners as we do, and it flatters the hell out of me that you guys think Dominic and I are doing a good enough job on this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty surprised, and I thank you guys so much. I, you know, I'm surprised we're still going with this. Honestly, I'm surprised it's taken off. I take a lot of pride in doing this. <laughs> I even um, little little off the air talk between the two of us. Uh, we were actually kind of surprised to find out that the first episode, uh, not, or you know, the two of us did together was back in December. I had no idea we were actually been going on that long. Now I'm like, oh man, we are we are actually like ramping up to damn near a year of this podcast at this point. Yeah, it's just flying by. Yeah, and it's it's, it's great, but it's unfortunate at the same time. Yeah, you know, I just uh, before we know it, man, this is going to be it. We're going to be done. We're going to be old and gray. Um, hopefully, well, uh, famous. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, you know, I'm already old and gray. You know, I'm I'm already older, and a lot of my hair that I have left well, is gr is gray. So, <laughs> well, you'll be dead, and I'll be old and gray. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thanks. Oh. 
no <laughs> uh, i'm enjoying all this it's, it's not going by that fast seems like just yesterday we just started yeah That's yeah all i'm I, trying to say <laughs> yeah like i said yeah you know, exactly like you said man i i am astounded we've been doing this since december but anyway uh this ending has been going on from what feels like december now at this point you <laughs> you're trying to help me out by making this ending a little bit more succinct uh, and i just well let's just say bloviated <laughs> go that's a word take another <laughs> shot anyway shot. Thank, yep <laughs> all right thanks guys for listening and we will talk at you guys in two weeks uh patrons we'll talk to you guys next week Bye.